Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. We've hit the dozen. We're here, episode 12 of the Matter of Faction podcast. And uh, this week, we have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Marcus Bridge from uh, like this, this guy is great. Like One of the nicest people in metal who you'll ever get an opportunity to sit down with. And the great thing is he's got a fantastic album with the boys behind him, with yeah. Alien. I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't see... North Lane tracks in both the hottest and hardest 100 yes, next year. Correct. Seriously, I think genre constraints aside, these are just great tracks across the board. And I think what you'll see is that you'll see people who are Triple J lovers voting for it in the hottest 100. And then, you know, dare I say it, probably you'll see it in the top 10 of the hardest 100 next year. I can safely say we're going to see that. But what's going to be interesting is... This might be the first year talking about the hardest 100 next yes. year that we see someone other than architects, architects. taking it out, which you know will be insane unless there's a surprise architect song dropped at the end of the year, that kind of thing. Like it's really, oh, can you imagine? It's really exciting to see you know all of the music that's come out this year, not just uh, you know North Lane, for example. There is so much on our plate right now; yeah. it's hard to sort even of digest. Just, even just being released this month in August, I saw a infographic this morning. I think Metal Injection posted it up. Like Tool, Killswitch Engage, Slipknot, Slipknot yeah. North Lane, Wage War, like boom, boom, boom. It just keeps coming. All in this, the space of like a month. So, yeah. and this this is insane, absolutely insane. So, like, people would obviously want to know Faction More Hardest 100 is coming back yet next year. That's absolutely. Yeah. So, like, should people start writing their list now? And yes. <laughs> narrow do it, it down from like 200. <laughs> maybe, maybe pick your top 10 songs from August 2019. <laughs> That'll be an interesting uh, infographic to d- to put together after the hardest one hundred next year. Yes, is what month had the, the biggest, top ten yeah. songs were released in? That's a valid I'm going to do that. Yeah, good. I'm That's, going to do that research. You do that. That's a lot of work for you to do. So yeah. I'm going to sit over here and uh. Well, before we move on with the show, let's get into the heavy news. Ebony, take it away. What's happening? Thank you. Tool. The new album is called Fear Inoculum, which means something like fear injection. Or injecting fear, but it's out on August 30th, and all their discography is now available on pretty much all the music streaming platforms, which is awesome. So update your Spotify playlists. And Dragon Force's new album is called Extreme Power Metal. Their latest song, Highway to Oblivion, is probably not as memorable as their guitar hero classic, Through the Fire and Flames, but if you do need something that's akin to Disney metal, go check it out. Back home, we have The Comfort, who have released a new song and penned an important open letter about suicide. So the letter is about those who deal with the pain of loved ones who have taken their own lives. And the song is rightly called Pain. Rounding up the letter, the band says, I hope it makes you uncomfortable. There is strength in vulnerability and there is strength in acknowledging your pain. So if you or anyone you know needs help with their own mental well-being, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 Okay, next we have two heavy Perth bands colliding for an incredibly heavy song. Make Way for Man have teamed up with Make Them Suffer frontman Sean Harmanis and dropped a track called Ideations. This comes a few weeks after they covered our city's famous song Fireflies, which was very light and a bit fun from them. And if we go back to thinking about old school punk rock, but in 2019, you have Californian band Lagwagon. They've announced their new album, Rayla, which will be out on October 4, and they have a new song out called Bubble. Stay heavy, guys. Catch you next week. Thanks, Ebony. And uh, you're a Tool fan. Yes. I had the Both. in there. <laughs> 
But like the news surrounding this new album, it's safe to say there's an album coming. They've just given it a title now. Like And the release date. And the release date. Which we kind of knew, but no one really believed. I, I definitely saw a lot of, I'll believe it when I see it. Correct, yeah. I've got a rolling... Um, article at the moment like is a neutral album out and beneath yes, it when no. you open it it's got no right now the minute they release it i'll change that to a yes but like that's when that changes the album's out so at this point in time it's coming but like there's like a one percent chance where they might do something else we don't know yet it's like scrodinger's cat it's both alive and dead it exists and it doesn't exist doesn't Graphic, exist but all right yeah but yeah how are you because if we were to put both of us against each other yep. you are the bigger tool fan yep um, are, are you nervous? There's, there's, no. a, there's a lot of anticipation leading up to this album. 13 years is a long time to wait yeah. for new music. And the, the way that they've, I don't want to call it an egotistical way, but they've done it in a tool way of like hinting something, playing two new songs live, not releasing them as studio releases. They've played with the they've fans. They've played the game, yeah. yeah. But they're doing it in such a way that keeps people entertained and engaged. Yeah. It'll be a tool album. Uh, like... Of all the things that Tool could do, Tool are going to release an album. Like, if anyone says, oh, it's going to be so self-indulgent. They've always been self-indulgent. That's like, right, it's, yeah. Like, the, the music that they release is for them and for them only, and they don't seem to care at all what anyone thinks of it. And the people who are going to be into it are going to be right into it. And the people who are sitting there going, oh, it's not going to be as good as Undertow. Whatever. Like, it's just going, it's going to exist. It will be a thing in the world. So... Like, love it, hate it, whatever. Check it out. Take it in. You know, smoke some DMT. I don't know. Like, <laughs> whatever it is you got to do to enjoy it. Or, album, or yeah. even just imbibe it the first time, you know. And, you know, we're, we are definitely going to give it a play in full at our joint birthday party. Correct. Shameless plug. Uh, August 30 at Crowbar in Brisbane. So come on down. Grab a beer. Maybe don't come, like really really stoned yeah don't do anything don't do that that's going to get yourself kicked out of the venue but because our our way of experiencing it is obviously when the album comes out you can listen to it at work on your own in the car when you hear it with us you're going to be i think there's probably going to be a lot of people taking the day off that day well there's that that meme that's getting around of like the permission slip oh yeah boys have signed it so you can get out of work and (laughs) this is a legitimate thing this is 13 years in the making so like it's going to be a big deal and like i think it also comes down to listening experience do you have the right headphones for it to listen to it on your own are you with a good group of people who love tour enough? And are going to be on the same level as correct. you. Yeah. And that's where I think that, you know, just a shameless plug again, like yeah. having our, our party at Crowbar. That's going to be the social experience. Correct, yeah. I think personally I'm going to listen to the album before I get yeah. there. I'm going to take it in when it's released. I don't know what time on that day. I know it'll definitely be out by the time our party, party starts. Yeah. starts. I mean, that's, that's, a given, that's as much that's, as I can say. That's, that's night time, so yeah. Yeah. And yeah, okay. So it's literally going to be a situation of has this been a good enough wait? Has it been worth the wait? Or I think that's not something you're going to be able to call on first listen. Will it take a couple of listens, do you reckon? Of course. Any record to give your opinion on yeah. surely requires more than one listen. Yeah, okay. All right. Valid. Surely. Valid. Well, well my, my reasoning behind when I do my album reviews is I listen to an album first, listen yep. to every song. And then Take I go the initial gut reactions yeah, on each, and then I go through and I do a review writing about the songs. Yep. Like I don't, I've gone from a situation of like having this this guns blazing kind of thing running into give my opinion on something yep. with each song I listen to without listening to it properly. So yep. 
give it a listen through, you get an understanding of what you're in for, then you go back and you pick up on little things, whether it be lyrics, whether it be instrumentals, yeah. things like that. I definitely give you credit for, I mean, you have even gone back on a Amity Affliction album that you gave a not amazingly positive review on. Yep. And then you went back. Did a retraction, after, yeah. Well, not a retraction so much as a, a re-look at it. You, yep. you, yeah, you did you. a second pass review, yeah. right? So I and give you credit for that, for like, if you have come, walked away from a record and gone, that wasn't for me. But then even, I think it was maybe even months later, right? It was, yeah. Because from memory, like I'm pretty sure they came out in the middle of the year. And then I did the updated review for the end of year reviews. Yeah, and I was going to say that that's, point, yeah, yeah, it was definitely after Big Sound. It's about year, five, yeah. it's about five or so months or so roughly in between, right? Yeah. So, so I give you the credit for, for having enough integrity to go back and... Admit fault, yeah. Well, not necessarily fault. I mean... At that moment, you had that opinion on that record. Given time and having the chance to have lived with the record, you had a different opinion and you went back and rewrote about that. That, I think, shows integrity to be able to go back and go, I wasn't wrong. That's how I felt at the time. Yeah, yeah. But here is my, like, now I've lived with it. Here's what I've noticed. It, it's one of those things where you have to appreciate something over time. Like, yeah, and that's why I don't think listening to a Tool album once... Yep. Don't give us your hot take five minutes after. Yeah, okay, yep, yep, yep. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people with their opinions totally. on it. Well, let's, let's, let's see this. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear the album when it comes out, give us, get in touch with us, tell us your initial thoughts, and then a week or give so week. later, yeah. yeah, a week or so later, tell us your updated thoughts because something, it needs... Like, time to soak in. Like a fine wine, it needs time to mature. Yeah. You, 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 your ear I think buzz... that's any album, not just a tool, yeah, tool yeah, album. Yeah, exactly. Your ears need to get used to what you're hearing. Yes, it might be different to what you've heard in the past. Yes, it might be similar to an album from a band that you've heard in the past. And that's when you're going to pick up the stink of like, oh, I wish they'd try something different because they do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and don't don't try and go, oh, it's just 10,000 Days Volume 2 or whatever. Like... Listen to it in its own context. Yeah, this as is a is, new yeah. record, new sounds, 2019 era. Listen to that. Now, speaking of bands that may be unfairly looked at, I feel like a band that released a song this week may also fall into this category. Uh, Bad Wolves have dropped a new song called I'll Be There. And from that sort of, you know, in the metal scene world, you know, they kind of came to prominence via releasing a cover of the Cranberry Zombie a couple of years ago now. Updated it, it got played everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. commercial radio gave it a real good flogging, uh, especially here in Australia. And, you know, have toured with Nickelback in, here in Australia since then. On the back of, the, would you say, the fans they accumulated because of the commercial radio success? Very good possibility. Yep. Very good possibility. Now, I just showed you the new track. Yes. considerably heavier and mm. I, like if I'm being honest if you listen to the rest of that album the rest of the previous Bad Wolves album a lot of the tracks on there are that heavy and are that aggressive and all of that sort of stuff I feel like there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily going to listen to this new track because they'll be like oh, isn't that that band who did the zombies uh, did the zombie cover yep yep you know and like I think that's a little unfair on them this is a really great track it's big and heavy it sounds produced so well. I was actually and it's really aggressive. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how how much I enjoyed this song because I, I like Bad Wolves. I liked that cover, yeah. but I also like the songs that they had on the album as well yeah. too. Because there was more to them than just the cover. Agreed. This is unfortunately the the issue that happens with people who 
play these songs on on commercial radio or whatever it might be. They don't, they don't open delve up ex- any deeper into the catalogs and expand what this band's known for. They just sort of play the one song, right? Yeah. So hearing this new song, I'm like, this is great. This is the Bad Wolves that I can really get behind and get into yeah. because I like that heaviness. And yes, it does sound so far completely different from that cover but like this is what they do yeah 98% of the time yeah and I think that's potentially the problem I think with that attitude of only getting behind the singles or only behind that one thing and in this case the cover the ballad yeah yeah and I think you know Disturbed have suffered from the same thing yep with their Sound of Silence cover both played by commercial radio for the most part they don't sound like that. And live, I think what you're going to find is the audience or the band, you're going to find one side of the coin is going to be disappointed. Well, I, I can actually vouch for this because I went to that last Disturbed concert. Right. I also went to the 10,000 Fist album yeah. cycle and I was front row for that and everyone around me was getting into it. It was a heavy experience. Yeah. This last Disturbed concert I went to... There was no moshing. There was no jumping around. There was a whole... It, it was All like of a, a sudden, it's dad. Dad rock. That's yeah. that's what it was. Like, I, I really wanted to get in there and like go nuts to Down With The Sickness. And like standing from an outsider's perspective, because I had someone there who didn't want to mosh that night, but like watching the crowd not get into it anymore, I, I don't know if it was a situation of me feeling old or like because of the fact they got commercial success from The Sound of Silence, they've brought in this big array of people who don't appreciate the heavy the side of the of band. The yeah, yeah, exactly. And everything they've done in the past. And I get that, you know, they wanted to move away from that kind of sound. I understand that. But like people need to realise that this was their biggest song. This was the song that launched their careers. Yeah. And, you know, it's a closing song that they play now. It's heavy as hell. And if you don't enjoy it, then like whose whose fault is that? Who who does it come back to? Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. I don't know. It's a weird experience for me and it's a part of why I created the faction is so that, one, I can expose new music to people who may not have who may not have the chance to actively search for new music. Yep. So it's a way of going, if you just tune in, you will get new music served up to you. Correct. Whereas, you know, even if you have a Spotify account or, or, or an iTunes account or Apple Music or however it is that you listen to streaming, you still have to find new music you still have to go searching for it yeah even if you yes. you know chances are you're gonna follow playlists that are just full of the stuff that you've already listened to yeah that's right you know yeah what I mean? yeah like similar bands similar songs that you've heard it's very rare that you're going to come across a, a, a playlist that's completely new music that you haven't heard before that yeah. kind of situation yeah so you know and while we are we are a commercial entity i i can get away with playing deep catalog cuts on a band rather than just the singles. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's, I, I don't want to ever be creating a situation where it's like, we, we only create a, a one song, you know, a fan. You're creating song false fan. fans, would you say? Not false Not, fans. That's like, probably that's like, too far. People yeah. need to engage with it how they want to engage with yeah, it, but yeah, at least yeah. give people the opportunity to hear more than just that's that it. one. That's the angle there. And look, on the back of what you're saying, I think what the faction does is fantastic. Let's say, for example, uh, Make Way for Man. Yeah. A couple of weeks back, you played their cover of Our City's Fireflies. It yeah. was melodic, upbeat. It was fun this as is hell. fun, yeah. And then you put out, they put out their new song, and wow, like two different contrasts yeah. in songs, but from this the same so band. This is so freaking heavy, yeah. too. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I didn't expect it to be that heavy, but Jesus, it is. And it features Sean from Make Them Suffer as well. And I kind of expected a more melodic take from him. Oh, yes. But he's gone heavy as well. There's something in the water in Perth, and I want it. Like, if you can bottle that up and send it over here, that's how you get hair on your chest. I I don't know what it is, but there's there's a heavy vibe in Perth right now. And I don't know if it's anger from, like, trying to get notice more if, if that makes sense but Maybe like they think it, there's more to prove being it's, it's, so far away i don't it's, know it's it's working whatever it is it's working like i'm looking at perth and going what's next what else have you got for me give yeah. it to me that kind of thing i can't wait cool attitude um lacuna coil also put out their new song it's from their forthcoming album black anima or black enema however you want to say it. if you're like me it could be enema but i don't know the song is called Layers of Time. Yep. And it's got that beautiful, melodic vocal. Operatic. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the screams with it. And I feel like... I feel like that's gone heavier for them as well. That's exactly Both right. Both of them, yeah. The last album, Delirium, had elements of it, but this is like a return to form for the band. Yeah. A couple of albums back, it was heavy. They kind of went a bit softer. <sighs> this one was like, bang, straight back to what they were known for in the past. I feel like the male vocal in this particular song has gone super heavy. Whereas I kind of feel like the male vocal previously has been simply for harmonics. Feel free to correct me, but yeah, this feels a lot heavier from them. Has it drawn you in? It's definitely got me a lot more interested in them. Yeah. To like put my eyes over them a lot more. And I I think this is what's happening with a lot of bands out there who are, you know, may have drifted off a little bit to try something different. Do you know what I think it is, Brown? Like, let me just posit this little theory out there. Yeah. Is that I think what's happening with metal bands now is for a long, long time, and certainly 2000s, 2000 to 2010 or thereabouts, there was some rock radio out there that would play softer, like, metal tracks. Yep. You know, like thinking back to, like, your Evanescences That's and stuff like that, what was right? going to come to mind, yep. So there was a long-standing attitude of, like, if we have, a, like, a ballad track or a softer track or whatever, we'll get played on radio. That's gone. Yep, oh, That's absolutely, gone. yep, yep, yep. So now it's like, fuck it, we might as well just go real heavy and, you know, we'll find our niches amongst, you know, people like myself with the faction or, you know, we might as well get the media in heavy world excited rather than trying to appeal to a crowd to that audience. doesn't want us yeah, anyway. That's 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 a fantastic theory. I've not heard that before, yeah. but it makes pure sense. Yeah, because they're gone now. That yep. The days of, like, having a... a you know, other than what we've already talked about, these covers, and and that's out of pure nostalgia. It's not because those commercial radio stations particularly like Disturbed or particularly like Bad Wolves. They're literally tapping into the nostalgia of those songs from the nineties. Here's an updated and from the seventies or whenever Sound of Silence came yeah, out. Yeah, they're just trying to make your dad remember when Sound of Silence came out. <laughs> And then bring you in that way. Yeah. And then, you know, 20 years to 30 years time, there's going to be another cover of that. Or Yeah. yeah it, like, it's, that's what... In a weird way, it's like the circle of life, but it's like the wrong kind of circle of life that yeah. you... It's, what's the word? Like, it, they just recycling. Need, yeah. I think there just needs to be a real focus on new. Absolutely. And focus on what the band can Making do. Making careers not, and fans for new bands. Correct. And and, and you, you jump on this band for years. It's not like a get him in, get him out kind of situation. Be a fan of that one song. Yeah, exactly, yeah. In Heavy World, you know, that stuff is kind of working over in pop and rap and hip-hop and whatever. That's fine. Like, be that fan of that one song, whatever. But there's a long-standing thing in in heavy music of, like, the creation of the album, the telling of that story over an entire album, following a band over multiple albums and releases – 
and there's there's so much more depth to heavy music. Correct. That it, it kind of sucks to create fans of one song and specifically a cover. Well, one thing that is drawing people into listening to albums in, in full is the fact that when you listen to an album from the start to the end, the songs gel into each other. You know how they've got yeah, like the long outro the and then you've got the small intro of the next song. It, it, yeah. it, it makes it seem like the album is playing nonstop, that kind of thing. It's a journey. Apart from flipping the vinyl. <laughs> but if you're rich, you can just play two at the same time. And then, oh, no, you can't. You can't do that. Oh, um, you don't own a vinyl player, do you? I, I, I own vinyl. I don't play them. I don't know how it works. But one thing I know how it works is the fact that Northlane have changed their style and they are honing in on a fantastic new direction of the band, and yep. especially with this album. There so, really is nothing else like them in Australia, is there? Like they, they really are just carving out their own sound and their niche. Correct. And it is our absolute pleasure to welcome this bloke to the podcast, frontman Marcus Bridge. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Good to be here. It's great to have you. What's been the vibe like in the in the North Lane camp? Is everyone really stoked with how everything's played out and, and the album's now out in the world? How's it, uh, how's it feel? Yeah, no, it's been so positive already. It's, um, yeah, really exciting. I guess for us, this is an album that and it's taken some time and it means quite a lot to us just to have gotten it out. And yeah, the response we've gotten so far, both from, I guess, reviews and from the the, the fans who have heard it already, it's um, been really, really positive. I think there's always going to be the people who are a bit behind and don't want change, but <laughs> yeah. we've definitely seen um, them kind of get overwhelmed by the positivity. So it's... Um, yeah, no, we're all really happy and just excited that it's out. I got to say, I really have not seen any negative uh, yeah. reviews, especially from critics. It, it seems to be fairly universally loved. That must mean a, a hell of a lot to you. I mean, especially, you know, there's been a lot of press around uh, this record and about how it's a very special one for you personally, like uh, in terms of you um, getting out some messages that you've wanted to uh, express for quite a long time. You know, has that been fairly emotional for you? Has it been, you know... Uh, something that's been quite cathartic to get out? Yeah, I think, like, for me, writing these songs was always a matter of time and me being comfortable doing it. And, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's been super encouraging. I guess, for me, I've always been, I've always second-guessed myself um, and second-guessed my creativity sometimes. And especially coming into North Lane, it was, it was never something I wanted to impose too much of myself on. But, yeah, to get this response from these new songs from the album about something that is, you know, really personal to me and people are um, connecting to it. It's, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing to be honest. It's very crazy to me that it's, it's connecting with people like it is. Well, let's take a look at where you came from and where you are. Obviously, you know, sitting down to write these stories with the band was, you know, just such a grueling experience to get these stories out there to turn into songs. But then when you put these on songs on the album and the album is so diverse, it's so, it's an eclectic arraying, of uh, different songs. You've got metal, you've got industrial metal, you've got EDM. It's like, there's bands out there, I'm going to use the example of Bring Me The Horizon, who went down the EDM synth phase and they kind of went a bit more happier, if that makes sense, whereas Northlane have done it and you've kept that angriness, that high energy behind the band and, and what you guys have done. Like, how did you come to that decision as opposed to doing, like, what Bring Me The Horizon have done? Well, our music always comes from how we feel and, like, where we're at as people at the time we're writing it. So for us, that kind of darker, more aggressive sound or tone, or and I guess the more kind of varied styles, that just all came from, I don't know, I guess the frustrations and the 
the things that we've all been through over the last couple of years, both as individuals and as a band, I think we've all, yeah, we've all had our ups and downs and all had our frustrations with maybe where we're at as people and as a band and, and whatnot. And that just, for us, influenced a lot of what came out of the music, which was a heavier, darker, kind of angrier tone. Um, and that's also then what led me to, I guess, want to start telling my story is because even though they're coming from different places, they still have that same energy, whether it's our frustrations compared to me and my upbringing, it's all coming from a very similar place. And for us, I don't know, I, I think people expected when I joined that North End would just continue to just get poppier, in inverted commas, and start singing more and, yeah, kind of get a bit more radio-friendly, once again, in inverted commas. But for us, it's not about trying to follow the trend or try and be heavy or be soft or be popular or whatever. It's about expressing ourselves through the music we we write and that this time around meant you know we're going to express our anger and our frustration and our yeah all of that through this music and then that influenced what i wanted to talk about it's hard to see any you know particular comment thread on on facebook or anywhere when you guys drop new music or anything like that it's hard not to see a comment thread where someone some joker somewhere will say, you know, bring back Adrian or some yeah. shit like that. Does that does that get to you even now, like three albums on? Yeah, to be honest, at first I didn't care at all because it's like that. It is what it is, you know. I am the new guy and whatever. But it's it's always been interesting to me because for me, Northland has always been a band that was extremely positive and always spoke about open mindedness and trying yeah. to, yeah. you know, look at the world in a different way. So it really blows my mind that the old school Northland fans, I'm going to give you the inverted commas once again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of course. The old Northland fans are so angry about, yeah, the fact that I have come in and tried to do something different or obviously not even try. I've just been myself compared to Adrian, <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Myself, who are different people. So yeah, as time goes on, it kind of blows my mind as well for that reason. But also we've now, I think I've been in the band as long as he was, if not longer, yeah, yeah. released more music. And, People are still coming back after however long. I'm sure they haven't listened to us since he left, but they keep coming back and we're like, keep coming back. You're like, wait, he's still not here? What's what's going on? Do you ever get, you know, punters after the show, you know, maybe at the merch desk or catching you on the street or something like that, and they'll literally bring it up to your face? Like, oh, you know, I liked it better when, when Adrian was there. No, it's never been too aggro like that. I've had one guy in, in Europe once, actually. We just played a show, and we played like a really—it was a really sick show. It was in um, where was it? Maybe Sweden or some somewhere in, in Europe. Anyways, I went up to the merch desk, talked to some kids for a while, and everyone was super excited. And then I went. There was this guy standing off to the side, and I was assuming like, oh, maybe he's a bit nervous. Maybe he didn't want to come up and whatever. So I'll, I'll go up and talk to him. And so I went and chat to him, and he's like, oh, I'm really sorry to say. But why did you have to ruin my favorite North Lane songs? Oh, <laughs> shit. What? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. I was really taken back. I was like, oh, my goodness. People have been blowing smoke up my ass for the last 10 minutes. Getting, <laughs> getting thrown in the mud. But I, I respect that, to be honest, though. It's like to have the balls to stand around and wait around to then tell me that I ruined it. Like, Good on him. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> At least he's 
The new Northlane album is out right now. It's called Alien, a fantastic masterpiece from the boys. Do yourself a favour, pick yourself up a copy, and then go check them out on the Alien Tour. It kicks off across Australia from October 10. Marcus Bridge, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks, guys. Anytime. I'll catch you all soon. Another thing that's happened just this past week, Brownie, is Deftones announced their second iteration of their festival, Dear Delos Deftones. And uh, it seems that a member of the band Hatebreed, Jamie Jaster, has taken particular umbrage with uh, the band Churches, with a V, uh, being billed as above French metal band Gojira. So, and then he decided that he was then going to put his opinion out there on the internet and had a go at basically saying, how shit is the music industry billing this band Churches with a V? I've never heard of them. Uh, Above Gojira, what disrespect. So that mentality of, would you call it a metal festival? No, No, it's it's simply Deftones curated festival. Yep, It's an event that Deftones curate with bands that they like and that they want to see on their festival because they assume that if you're a fan of Deftones because they're headlining, you're going to like everything else that they curate. Yeah, okay. And if not, you might discover a band like Churches, for example, right? Okay, yeah, I got you now. So... He's gone on and gone, I don't even know who this band is. What disrespect to put them above Gojira. We need to be putting metal high on the bill, create long careers for the art. Don't disagree with him there on that fact that, you know, creating long careers for metal and heavy artists is a, is a focus. Yep. I don't think that's a, an issue here at this festival because when you boil it all down, it's Deftones Festival. And as long as it's all been contracted and agreed upon by all parties on that lineup where they're going to be billed, who gives a shit what Jamie Jaster has to say about why, it? Why should anyone else have an opinion on, yeah. on the fact? Because it's not up to their standard or level. That's that's that metal elitism that we need to Scrub a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And more than that, his anger saying, screw the music industry, this isn't put together by some other promoter or booking agency or anything like that. This is curated by Deftones. So if anything, he's criticising and creating a problem for yeah. Deftones, probably people he respects. And so, so people he's performed with in the past, he, he may even be mates with them or whatever. Yeah, so, so really, he's just creating more problems for them than anything else. Now, we also have Lauren Mayberry, singer from Churches, who's kind of clapped back and gone, this is curated by Deftones. We were invited. We love Gojira. We've, we meant no disrespect. Like, I don't think she even needed to explain that she... Yeah, yeah, I got you. Like, yeah, yeah. And more than that, he's kind of just kept going, oh, if you think I'm angry now, you should listen to this podcast that I've created about it. There it is. And it's like... And he's mentioned it like three or four times in his tweets. It's like, dude, because you're getting a bunch of attention now, you're going to you're gonna is, leverage that into some clicks on your podcast. This is exactly what it is. It's a, it's a guy setting fire to something to generate attention. Look at me, look at me. I've said my piece. I've, I've, I've done what I need to do. Now come listen to my show. That kind of thing, to yeah. hear my honest opinion. All, it, all that was was an attention grab at something to draw attention away from what is being built as, as, as the return of Deftones well, and, and their music festival that they put on. And this if is, you look at the way that they've programmed, it, the whole lineup itself is really diverse. There's a whole bunch of different diverse sounds in there and styles of, of band and, and performance and whatever. The thing is with it is that if you listen to Deftones' catalogue, they don't only create heavy music. They've that's put out, right, yeah. They've put out a ton of stuff over the years that's been really quite ambient, electronic, soft, and you know 
like Chino has a great and and can be really fragile and melodic in the way that he sings. So it, I'm not at all surprised that churches are on this lineup. Like uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that Chino and the and the members of Deftones have respect for this band Churches because it seems right up their alley. So like it just blows my mind that this guy has this shitty opinion about it. Like go curate your own festival, bro. <laughs> but is... it'd be a real festival full of a lot of Kyles, I guarantee it. That's that's exactly it. There, you know what I'm saying? There'll be drywall punching competitions. That's it. There'll be monster trucks. They'd fit on the Juggalo Festival. <laughs> I guarantee it. There, there's music festivals out there. Was it the for Gathering every... of the Juggalos? I is think that it what was it something is? like yeah, that? Yeah. I, I didn't pay attention to it because I hate them. But like, there's music festivals out there for every single taste, right? Yeah. And just because there's a music festival with a band that you might like and appreciate that doesn't have bands suited to what you like don't go to it go yeah. find something else that's up your alley and go to go that get a instead. bite to eat during that band that, it, whatever exactly right if, if you don't like churches go have a nap like if, if you're there for deftones you know don't stay at home all day like go see other bands you might discover something that you like yeah because you haven't given it a chance to listen to it yet. yeah that kind totally. of thing well it's not necessarily a new band and it's definitely not a new band to faction listeners Architects are going to be in the. Uh, they're definitely. They're definitely not unknown to the, faction listeners. Let's they're say known that. and loved. We, we, we've we've seen the we've seen the votes that came in for the hardest one hundred. Uh, but they're finally in the country. The holy hell, holy hell tour is amongst us. How often do you reckon they got that on their uh, on their <laughs> album cycle press? Holy hell, lots. Yeah, I can I... imagine it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're finally here. Shows are selling out. We we in Brisbane get to experience. The first heavy show at the new venue, the Fortitude Music Hall, and I don't know what to expect. I really don't with this because it's huge. Oh man, it's sold out, so it means that gonna be sweaty in there. It's gonna get raucous. I mean, we both attended the grand opening, and what was really cool is if you're on the mezzanine level, there are sight lines no matter where you are. There yeah. are tiers so that no matter where you are in the venue, you can see. Now on the floor, you're gonna have the same problems as anywhere else. If there's a, if, as anywhere else, if there's someone tall standing in front of you, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, but, but they they do the thing that I loved about it was they have raised the stage a bit. So I think yeah. that like at most normal shows you go to at venues, the the stage is probably about you know up to your chin high and whatever it might be. This was above the head. So like I think if you're at the back of the room on the floor level, you're still, you're still gonna, gonna be able to see the stage. Yeah. yeah, I think they've taken that into consideration, which is great. But you know, nine times out of ten there's always some tall guy who gets a vantage point at like a little gap in front of you. It happens yeah. to the best of us. But like the thing that I love about the mezzanine, as you mentioned, there's the levels, the platform. So yeah. like there's people watching and leaning on the balcony. You don't have to peek through someone's armhole to see. You can stand yeah. on this upper level and still get a great view of the stage. So yeah, yeah, we're excited for that. And this tour is just going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. The last time they were here was for Unify um, and the makeup show in Adelaide. Yes. And they were the only two times they played any new music, Doomsday, in Australia. Yes, so Now the rest of the country... Minus Perth, sorry Perth, uh, gets to see these new songs and that one song. Like, that's the thing that yes. I have told everyone. That made my unifier when they played that. And it was Amazing. pouring down rain and the lasers were there. <sighs> if if you were there, it. you know. So this will be good. So, Brownie, we might as well wrap up on that note. Just, you know, make sure you get your tickets if there's any left. Wow, we, we had a lot to cover this week out of something that we discussed earlier going, oh, geez, what happened this week? 
Guess what? Heaps, apparently. Plenty. And there's <laughs> always something for us to discuss, especially if there's something that you want us to talk about as well, too. Let us know. Get in touch and then... Smash psh- that subscribe button. He's Pricey. I'm Brownie. Ta-da. Bye. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.